The term passionate is a word thrown around and overused. Mountain life has become a hashtag for wannabe influencers. These words can overshadow and diminish the incredible people who actually live, work and play in the mountains. They have remarkable stories to tell and I'm on a mission to find them. I'm Ashley Pettit and this is the Beyond the Mountains podcast. There is something magical about the French Alps, the silence, the landscapes, the pace of life, and the cheese. This is where a creamy, luxurious Bulford cheese is made, a tradition that is centuries old. It's a tradition that's been dominated by males, and my guest today, Pauline Cologne, she's breaking down those barriers as she's only one of two female cheesemakers in the Savoie region of France. She may follow the traditions of cheesemaking, but she's anything but traditional. She makes some of the finest cheeses in France, but she's also a badass motorcycle rider and a formidable skier in the winter. But before we start this episode, it'd be great for me to get your feedback. I'd love to hear from you and tell me what you like about the show, the format, my guests, the questions I'm asking, anything really. You can do this via my Facebook page or Instagram page. And please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the show. But let's start the intro music. Get on with the show. Allons-y. So, hello. My name is Pauline. Uh, I am a cheesemaker first, but I am also a skier, motorcycle rider. Um, I produce the famous Beaufort cheese. And this is my mountain life. All right, Pauline, you ready? I'm ready. Thanks for coming on the show. Yes, happy to be with you, Ashley. All right, I'm going to start off with a couple of easy questions for you, okay? Yes. Is cheese making a science, magic, or art? The three of them. The three of them? <laughs> yeah, the three of them. First is science, yes, because you need to know what you are doing. Then it's magic because you have a liquid uh, thing and it becomes solid and very good. Yeah. And an heart, because we need to learn it also to, yeah. to do it. And uh, my second question is, being a cheesemaker, is it a profession, a passion, or a craft? The three of them. Also? Yeah, because um, it's a, a job that um, takes so much time that if you don't like it, you cannot do it. And it takes all your life. And uh, so it's a passion. It's a first. passion. Yeah. yeah. It's Good. more a vocation. Okay, okay. Because yeah. you weren't always um, a cheesemaker. Um, no. Before I wanted to be a farmer. But it was uh, not difficult enough for me, so I chose to learn to make cheese, and I loved it. So yeah. it became my job. So take me back to uh, growing up and where, you, where you're from. Take, take me back to this, uh, this part of your life. Um, I, my Parents and grandparents loved the mountains and chose to live here. And I wanted to have a, a job and more a profession that I can do all year long in the mountains. And agriculture was a good solution. So that's why I, I, saw, I had a look to all this job and I liked very much his making. Yeah, it's good to eat too. It's good to eat, yes. Very good. <laughs> it's a little bit fat, but it's very good. But um, we, I asked you this question before, but you've been living here most of your life, but you're not really a local. 
No, um, because my family is not from the Tis Mountains, yeah. and also because uh, I traveled with my parents following my father uh, in Asia. So yeah. I spent a part of uh, my young uh, age in uh, in China. Yeah, tell me about China. It's be interesting because it's. I don't imagine there'll be many French people growing up and tr living in a, a, a life in China and France and mixing mm. the two cultures. Um, at this time, because it was 30 years ago, it was not like now, so it was a little difficult, but it was a very good experience to grow as a, as a kid. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I have good souvenirs and good experience also. Yeah, so tell me about... Um, what did you miss about France when you were in China? The mountains? Yeah. The seasons. Uh, because uh, in China you have, but it's only maybe two seasons, uh, summer and winter, and you don't have spring and autumn like with nice colors. Like yeah. for, for the re in the region where we were living, north of China, it was like that. Okay. So I was missing snow. Yeah. And uh, did you enjoy some of the Chinese food? Yeah, very much. I still enjoy it a lot. What's your favorite? Um, um, um roast duck. Roast duck? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Duck à l'orange? No, that's uh, French. No, no, roast duck, uh, Beijing roast duck. Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah, my friends in back in Melbourne, they yeah. like roast duck. But that's really northern, uh, typically northern um, food. Yeah. And uh, I like the dumplings too. Also, yeah, very good. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, after Australia, you sorry, after China, you had a little bit of a vacation in Australia. Yes, it is for one month because we were not so far. We, were, we had already uh, half the travel down. Uh, we went for one month and we, we traveled through the southern and eastern part of, so, uh, of Australia. And which was the, you told me there was a story you had in Melbourne. What did you do in Melbourne? You were drinking some champagne. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, we found, my parents found champagne. They were so happy to find a good uh, sparkling wine. So they bought a bottle back in the room of the hotel, but we didn't, didn't have any glasses. So we drink it in the glasses of the bathroom, but it was good. <laughs> it was not a problem. It was good. Australian champagne, or it's not champagne, we can't call it that, can we? It's Sparkling wine. Yeah, they, they said, at this time they said it was very good, maybe because they didn't drink such good wine since many years. So maybe, I hope it was really good. Well, I can safely say Australia has good wine. I've brought some wine back from Australia and gave it to some of my friends here. and like, wow, Australia, yeah. good, there good is wine. More and more. Yeah. Yeah. You are good to make wine. I'm not sure for cheese. Oh, Maybe. I think down in, in south in Tasmania we make a really good soft cheeses, not the big cheeses. So like next we were time you about. will bring back. Yeah, I'll bring yeah. back that. Um, so tell me about this desire to work in the mountains. Obviously, you, you thought about being a farmer, but you decided to choose cheese making. How does someone become a cheesemaker? Um, you, it's. I chose to become a cheesemaker at the end of uh, lycée in France after my baccalaureate um, because I wanted to be first in a natural environment with good products and to have a, a true um, to craft, not a job. And it was all this mix. I could work in mountains with something very interesting and very technical. 
because to become a cheesemaker, you have to make studies. Yeah. You can become a cheesemaker without going to school, but you don't know what you are doing. So it's interesting to yeah, go you don't to know the school. science behind yeah, it. Exactly, to, to understand, to produce, and also to age, and also to sell. That's very interesting, very important. So how many years of study do you have to do? For me, only two. Two, yeah. Yeah, but it can be more to have a, a better um, level. But uh, for me, two, it was enough. Two years, and then yeah. after after you finish your, your schooling, where did you get your first uh, first job? Here in the cooperative of Lancebourg. Yeah. Because I was uh, learning with the cooperative, okay. what we call apprentissage. So half in school, half in the factory. So then I went to Besson to learn the old techniques. And for 10 years, I went to Tarentaise in the big alpage of Tarentaise to produce with the old technique. And then I came back in Lancelebourg uh, six years ago. Oh, tell me about Tarentaise because that's, that's a different type of experience. It's not the same speed. Everything is bigger. The herds are huge. I had up to 200 cows in only one herd. So it's totally different and it's, everything is faster. Yeah. It's uh, bigger, faster. So you're there just 24, almost seven days a week working? Uh, it was seven days a week for six months about, and it was uh, t between 10 to 12 hours per day. So wow. it's really huge, but it's nice also. It's yeah. a good experience. And what about Besson? Well, that, that would have been a different experience again. It, it was so small when I, I think now it was so small. We had only one beaufort per day, sometimes one beaufort and maybe 20 little tom. So it was very, very small. And now when I see uh, the factory where I am, it's so different. But it's interesting also. Yeah. Two are interesting. Yeah. You didn't live in, you, did, you commuted to, you drove your car to Besson, you didn't live up there? Uh, I was going up every day. Okay, because yeah, I was living here. It's one of the coldest places in the Hot Morian. It's Arctic. <laughs> it's colder than Lanzibor. Oh, no, it cannot be. <laughs> Shh, we don't say anything. So um, <laughs> tell me about the cheesemaking process, because you gave me a little bit of a tour here. So we live amongst a lot of farmers, and they, they, they milk, they have all the cows here, and they bring their milk every day here. So they, yeah, they produce every day. They, we collect the milk every morning. So we have refreshed milk from the day before and hot milk from the morning. Uh, we mix this hot and cold milk in the tank. It's a copper tank that we use. Uh, the tank are about 4,000 liters of capacity. Uh, that means we put only 3,500 liters and it makes eight cheese only. So one tank makes eight, eight wheels of cheese. Eight wheels of cheese. Uh, at the end, each wheel will be 40 kilos each. So it's very few when you see all the milk you need to use. Yeah. Uh, first, we heat this milk at 33 degrees. We had the rinette. The rinette is a coagulating product. That, uh, so that the cheese become the milk becomes liquid to solid in 30 minutes about, yeah. then it becomes curdle. It's cheese, no more milk in, anymore. Then we cut in very small pieces to put the whey out of the curdle. We heat up to 54 degrees, and then we mix for 40 minutes. So we need two hours to produce a cheese. 
Then we will mold the cheese. Here we have a mechanic system. It's the yeah, it's a lot more modern this system it's now. It's very modern, yes, uh, so that we can make many cheese. <laughs> Uh, the old technique was we need to be very strong and you could do only two cheese maximum per tank. Here we can do eight, so it's much more. And so we mold, so we separate the cheese from the whey. Then we press, we turn. So the, the cheese becomes, uh, has, uh, become, uh, has this shape of the cheese. So when we, we, we have separate the whey and the cheese. Um, he has his shape of, uh, of cheese, but we press it so that the water who is still inside gets away. And he has his shape that you finally see when you eat also. Stays in the wooden mold, that's very important, for 24 hours. And then we will refresh this cheese and put it in a bath of salt so it becomes very hard. And then it goes to the cellar for five months minimum, where we will uh, salt, brush, and turn this cheese. You keep it like a baby, you just look after it so delicately. Yes, I'm sure that I am more delicate with the cheese than... No. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me about the... You use um, the traditional bra brass... Uh, no, copper um, vats? Copper, yeah, uh, copper co tanks. Copper tanks. Mold made of wood and essence made of linen. Yeah. It's very important because it's first is the tradition that we kept kept well, by this. Tell me about the... Going back, let's go back to the tradition because Beaufort's... Yeah. It's a very old cheese and very Beaufort, traditional cheese. Yeah, Beaufort is a very old cheese that we could find uh, more... Nearly two thousand years ago, it's said that the Romans were already eating this big cheese from the Alps. Now we are sure that this technique, which is coming from Switzerland, is 500 years uh, ago. Yeah. They, they know how to do this kind of cheese. But really, Beaufort is more than 100 years old. The Beaufort that we know is 50 years old. From 1968, it becomes Beaufort with the name of Beaufort cheese. And the Beaufort cheese is, there's a, um, it, not any cow can just produce the milk. It's a no. special uh, cow, isn't yes, it? Yes, there is only two breeds. Uh, Abondance breed is white and brown. Yeah. And Tarine or Tarentaise breed who are completely brown with big dark eyes. Yeah, you That's, can hear them in the mountains here, the, yes. the big cowbells. With their bells, yes. It's so nice yeah. in summer, yeah. Um, now tell me, there's um, the Beaufort name is also protected. Yeah, it's, so. it's protected since 1968. So um, every cheese cannot be Beaufort. You have to um, to be sure that all the production of milk, the production of the cheese, and the aging are conform to uh, what we call a cahier des charges. So, so everything standards is, and, yeah, and standards, regions. everything is written and you need to do exactly what is written. And also, it guarantees the consumers that it's a true Beaufort cheese, but it also protects the consumers from fake cheese. Yeah, tell me about fake cheese, because I know there's fake wine in France and... and France is known as a cheese, the capital of cheeses. And the, how many registered cheeses are there in France? Over About 100. 100 yeah. yeah. Around so you, 100 from uh, cow, goat, and new cheese yeah. also. 
And uh, yeah, you've got to protect because the yeah. Parmesan cheese in Italy is protected, yeah. and you have a cooperative and a, an organization that protects uh, from fake cheeses as well. Yeah. As well for us, it is protected because it's you need to guarantee the good quality of the cheese, but also it's such a used business. Yeah, so tell me about the business of cheese because what's one of the those wheels are forty kilos. It's very expensive. What's one wheel cost? If uh, if you buy it in our shop, uh, it's about six hundred euro. If you buy it directly, it's eight hundred, nine hundred. Eight hundred, nine hundred euro. If you buy it in the shop, yeah. But if you are, uh, if you want to buy uh, many pieces in one time, it's about six hundred, seven hundred euros for one wheel. For one wheel, and so that's almost what. From the cooperative here in Lonsdalbourg, it's 19 euro, 20 euros a kilo. Around, yeah. And then if I go to Chambry, it's, it's 24, 25, Yes, and 30. if you go to Paris or Lyon, it's 40, 45, maybe more sometimes. So it's a luxury product. Yeah. Yes. So that's why it must be uh, very good and must be controlled to by our organism who protect and do advertisements, but also protect the consumers yeah. and the producer. How many wheels of cheese are in this in the cave? So we many, uh, we yeah. produce ten thousand per year, and we are able to stock six thousand. Okay, six thousand by almost a thousand euro. Yeah. yeah, it's a good bank. Yeah, yeah. it's a big bank. Yes, I will not give you the key. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and it's also uh, it, It employs about 120 people a year here in just in Lonsdale. Yeah, about uh, for all the valley, for the yeah. Haute Marne Valley, because you have all the producers. We have 40 farmers, 40 farms. Some are alone, some are two or three, or have employees also. And in the cooperative, we are 17 to produce and about 20 uh, girls who sell the cheese. Yeah. So uh, the, one of the things I want to—I forgot to ask it, but I will, will ask about it now—is that out of all those people and out of all those traditions, there's only two female cheesemakers. Actually, yeah. So <laughs> not enough. <laughs> no, no, but not it's obviously. Uh, 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 and the two are here. <laughs> yeah, the two are in this in this yeah. cooperative, but it's obviously an industry dominated by males. Because it was uh, very hard. You before you have. To be very strong but now not anymore you have machines it's mechanic you have to press on automat so it's easy but um, what's the most difficult for a girl and then a lady and then a mother is the um, the schedule yeah we start very early in the morning about in summer it's from three o'clock and now for this time it's 4 30 so it's very early So if you have a family, it's often that is the mother stay at home, so she lose her job yeah. in, in this kind of factory. And also, maybe young girls doesn't imagine that it's possible to become a cheesemaker. So uh, how does that make you feel now? I mean, I see that you're probably a role model potentially for, for some younger cheesemakers. Um, I was one of the first, and what I am happy to. Um, to continue 20 years after to be still in this fact in this craft what's very specific is that 20 years ago we were three uh, the two others become mother 
they stopped, but I continue. Yeah. For sure, I don't have any children, but it helps me. But I am the one who has the biggest career for the moment, yeah. 20 years in the cheese. But I'm happy that there are young girls who are coming, and I hope, because they see me so long time in this job, uh, they, will, um, they will know that it's possible to have a complete career yeah. in, in, by cheese making. Well, it's absolutely. Possible. Yeah. And uh, you told me once before, but there was someone that gave you some advice on how to lift the cheeses and move yeah. the cheeses, and she was a, a, a female cheesemaker yeah. as well. Yeah, she was. It was in Borsa Maurice. She was very small, but she was doing boxing, so maybe it helps her. But she gives me a lot of advice, yes, not to... to to, force. to, to physical, more physical and not to, yes, force it, to force it? To, to know that we are less powerful than men, so we need to be more... Um, Smarter in the smart, way you do things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because you cannot do what men are doing. Yeah. Sometimes it's impossible. And even for them, they should learn of us because they can be uh, less tired. Yeah, less damage on their bodies. Yeah, also. Do you think as a female cheesemaker, you bring something different? Yeah. Um, I see that the factory is more quiet. Yeah. We don't yell each other. We speak. <laughs> we can talk about maybe our, our next door neighbor who likes to yell a lot. He said he makes the he makes the one of the farmers. No, we'll cut that out. I'll leave it in. <laughs> but yes. yeah, the females are a lot coming in the in the factory. I've, I mean, I've worked with many female directors in my career, mm. and. They have a different uh, pace and attitude, and, and I'm sure you we bring more, something different. We are more patient. More, not patient, no. <laughs> not patient at all. <laughs> but maybe we don't have the things in the same way that men. We are more direct. Maybe um, we can ask one, two, three times. If it's not understood, we will change the way of asking a man. It will turn away and say, no, he's not able yeah, he's stupid, you don't understand, go yeah. away. But No, you... it's not that. So we can have um, the, the smarts of asking or explaining differently. Yeah. That's the difference between male and female. And how, do you, how, how is your relationship with the, the young girl in, in the factory, how she's working? I protect them a lot yeah. when we have. So here, now we have Mael, who is uh, very young, she's 21. And I protect her and... Physically, so that she needs to learn to, to work correctly, so she does not damage her body. And also to show her that uh, she doesn't need to be strong. She needs to be herself and to do correctly her job. Uh, when I start, I need to do two or three times more my job than the men. Yeah. Now she does her job. It's okay. It's finished. You can go home only. I don't want the, the men... Ask her more than if it was a guy. Okay. So, so you don't, I protect her. Yeah. So you don't think that the, the females have to prove themselves? No. 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 They do their job. Yeah. If it's well done, it's okay. If it's bad, I will tell her. But if it's good, why should I ask her more? Yeah. Just do it correctly and that's enough. So hopefully in the future we'll see more female cheesemakers. More and more because in the school... Uh, when I was at school, it was 50-50. Now it's 80 female, 20 men. About. Oh, that's great. 
a lot goes in uh, anal analytic uh, work, but more and more are coming to cheese making. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've more. obviously had a career because you've been here 20 years. You started mm -hmm. and you, you, you may be running this cooperative soon. So uh, let's hope we get more female cheesemakers. Yes, I hope. Maybe once we will have more female than men. Yeah. But it, no, it will not be a good idea. 50-50 would be nice. Yeah, yeah you, I think enough. you need a balance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be nice. For sure, in the cellar, it would be too difficult. Even if it's um, making... We have mechanics. Mechanics. The, mechanics. Even yeah. if we have mechanics um, help, it's really too hard for a girl. Yeah. Really. Well, let's bring it back to some the tasting of the cheeses because I I'm, I'm not very experienced with cheese, but I know when I go to buy cheese, especially Beaufort cheese here, there's a summer cheese and there's a winter cheese. Take me through the differences of what what this is. So summer cheese is made in summer like it's called, is made with grass. The, um, the cows are eating fresh grass with flowers. So it makes very flavored milk and very tasty, creamy and yellow milk, nearly orange milk. And in winter, they eat dry grass, so it's more hard. It's exactly as if you eat fresh or dry bread. Yeah. It's exactly the same, so it's not the same taste, so you cannot produce the same milk. So, so it's whiter. Yes. So I'm in, in the summertime, I'm up in the mountains hiking, or you're up there hiking mm -hmm. or, or whatever. You, we can see the cows, and they're just roaming free. They're at 2,000, 2,500 meters in exactly. the altitude, eating. There's hundreds of different grasses and flowers. Yeah. yeah. And they're happy, happy cows. They are happy cows. They yeah. are happy to go get outside. Even if in July it's snowing, they are happy to be outside. Yeah. Because they are in their elements. Yeah. They are made for this. They are not made to be inside. So they, they eat fresh grass. They are happy. They are, they are in a good landscape. So yeah, it's perfect and, for them. And we're in, uh, it's November now, so I think most of the cows have been brought down from the mountains yep. and they're in their cattle sheds and they'll stay there for, for six months. Six inside. months. Yes. And so that's where they're eating the, the hay and the, the old grasses. Exactly. Um, so that affects the flavor of the cheese. Exactly, because the hay is dry, they're, they produce less fat also in the. And, Especially not the same kind of fat, so the cheese is harder. There is different flavor. It's not without flavor. It's different flavor. Yeah. But also the, the cows are in good health, but they do not walk as much. They don't have their rhythm of yeah, life. Yeah, the rhythm of life. They're it's, just stuck inside. It's different. So the milk is, is good, but not as good in summer. Yeah. As, not as tasty and creamy than in summer. And talking about the differences summer and winter... You can smell the difference too between where the cheese is and where the cows are coming from, where the milk comes from, can't you? Yes, we can. We can completely. Uh, the texture first, uh, you can feel that some are more creamy than others. And also there is difference if the milk comes from the, the bottom of the valley or from the summits. So yeah. that's very interesting so that each one can choose his before that he prefers. Yeah. And the, the guy uh, is in the cellar. He can smell the difference between yeah. the different produce, like the different farmers, can't he? They they can if yeah. they are very used to. They can feel that sure. Yeah, 
And you, you can't buy the special one. You, can't, you just can't say, I want my cheese from Bonval. That or, would be good. <laughs> that would be, but it's, for us, it's difficult yeah. because the Sarah is huge. And um, what about um, eating cheese? How do, how's the best... How's it the best way to serve Balfour cheese? With a good piece of bread and with a glass of white wine. White wine. Not red wine. And should the, bre- the cheese be at room temperature or straight yeah, out of the, the fridge? Room temperature, so you take it outside of your fridge half an hour before, about it's enough. Not too much because after the, the fat becomes oil, so yeah. it's not good. But half an hour is good. And with a nice uh, glass of white wine. You can also um, eat it in aperitif with a dry white wine. Yeah. And then you can finish your meal with um, More sweet cheese. white wine and a lot of cheese. Okay. Because, yeah, in Australia, you're probably too young to be. We don't really do cheese for dessert. We do cheeses for like aperitif and, you know, before dinner. Uh, when you're a good French, you eat cheese and the morning for the breakfast, uh, for the middle of the day, at 10 o'clock, at 4, every time. Yeah, there's always cheese. Always cheese. Um, so good. <laughs> what else can you pair? What other meals can you make with the, the Beaufort cheese? With Beaufort cheese, you can make the fondue. Yeah, fondue. So some will mix with other cheese, but uh, very good fondue is 100% Beaufort. Little wine. In the fondue, a lot of wine yeah. <laughs> with the fondue. <laughs> um, I prefer to put potatoes instead of bread. It's lighter. Yeah, it's good. Like yeah, the, it's, the Swiss, very heavy. The Swiss does like this. They eat fondue with potatoes. Yeah. It's much better. And good company, good friends. And good friends, yes. What else can you do with Beaufort? I think there's people here that the Beaufort salad, put the Beaufort in a nice summer salad. With you, you can on salad, on pastas also, on potatoes in the oven. You can do a lot of, uh, of different things. Can you, so good. Yeah. Can you mix, can you uh, pair both with a beer or with a junipy? Mm, with beer? That could be a good idea, yeah. But with junipy, no. It's, no. I think it's too strong type, so it's, it's, you will not feel enough. One will cover the other okay. one. Okay. So don't think it's good. Did you uh, did you make any home junipy yourself? No, never. No, For come sure. on. <laughs> Every local here makes junipy. No, not at all. Only about 10 liters per year, but no, just so few. <laughs> and how much cheese per year do you have? Do you eat at home with your parents? Oh, it's almost, uh, uh, not so much. Um... Half a kilo is that's two weeks. Yeah. Out. Just before. <laughs> what other cheese Just do you before. have? Uh, we love Tom. Tom? Yes, Tom is a, very go- good. It's a goat cheese, isn't it? It's, uh, it can be cows, Cow? cow cheese. But what is t- explain to me Tom then. So Tom is um, is the little sister. Uh, Tom is, is made exactly with 10 liters of milk because it's the production of one day, one cow, 10 liters, one okay. Tom. Okay. It was traditionally uh, done in winter only. And Tom is a few, it's, it's not cooked as much as the Beaufort because it's only 40 degrees and it aged for two months instead of five months for Beaufort. So it's a quick cheese. Yeah, nice and light. And it's very creamy, um, it's different. So we eat uh, a lot of Tom. 
And we love cheese, uh, goat cheese. We love this. Yeah, I like a yeah. good goat cheese Fresh too. goat cheese, yeah. so good also. All right, let's, um, let's bring it back to some local knowledge. Speaking of cheeses, um, do you have a favorite? What's your favorite thing to buy at the boulangerie, the bakery? Sorry. When you go to the bakery, the boulangerie, yeah. what do you always buy? Do you have a favorite bread, a favorite croissant, <sighs> kind of chocolate? Pavé coco myrtille, une boulangerie Bernard in Lance Villard. We're very lucky, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we have really a good boulangerie. Yeah. yeah. Good bakery. It's, it's so so good. What, and not so far from the house. No, it's only five minutes. We're so <laughs> yeah. lucky. But what do you buy? What do you, do, do you are you like a traditional baguette buyer, or uh, do you like? A, no, I prefer a special bread. More dark they are, more I prefer. Yeah, more yes. flat, yeah. Yeah. What about a, the patisserie, the um, the sweets? Do you buy uh, sweets? Pavico Comirti, I yeah. love it. Um, also, I I love tart Mirti. Very simple things. Yeah. Simple but good. Yeah. That's enough. I don't good. like when there is too much cream. Or, so, no. What about, uh, where's your pla- favorite place to ski? Valsoni, for sure. But where in Valsoni? Yeah, whereabouts in Valsoni? Because uh, you would I, like to go to a bit of ski yeah, touring. I, I love to go on Plan Cardinal, on this, this side of the, everyone the resort. I've, everyone I've asked for in this interview, in this podcast, is, oh, yeah, we go to Plan Cardinal. It's everyone. wild and it's not far. Yeah. You, it's so fast to be in a wild area. Yeah. And so beautiful. Um, sometimes I go to Terminion, but it's I prefer uh, Plan Cardinal, Larcel. It's so nice, and you're, it's often that you are alone. So yeah, it's, true. It's nice. It's very good. What about your favorite season? Summer, winter, autumn, spring? Autumn for the colors. Yeah. Summer for riding my motorbike, for sure. Um, winter also because it's so nice. To see uh, when it's fresh snowing, it's white, it's blue, it's beautiful. So I like. We just much. have to shovel the cut the snow and get our cars out. We have to shovel the snow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and put the the cars on the ski lift also. <laughs> yes, we could try. <laughs> we could try. We have done with Bo fourteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, she had ski. Wow. I, I have pictures. I have video of Bo fourteen skiing. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Skiing or motorbike? The two. Going fast. Yeah, you like going fast? Yeah, going fast. Tell me about the motorbike because it's a, it's a big big bike you've got there. How many? Big, not so big, yes. 800? 800, whoa. Yeah. But you've been on uh, quite a few adventures on your motorbike, quite a few uh, tours and holidays. Nah, yeah, very nice travel. Yeah, I went a uh, lot of in south of France and... Pyrenees also, yeah. through the pass. It was really wonderful. And even here, is, um, we have a lot of nice pass, two days, three days of traveling. And even just going to drink a coffee in Col du Montsny, 10 minutes, but it's so nice. Yeah, it's, it's like, beautiful uh, up there. I enjoy going down by ski and I enjoy going up by motorbike. So it's so so nice. You have the air and the nose. It's so... what about the all the switchbacks when you go down to Sousa? It must be nice in a motorbike. It's wonderful. Yes, yes. Um, it's so nice to drive, yeah. not to be a passenger, <laughs> but to drive. It's. So... <laughs> I went with a friend uh, three three weeks one month ago. We were alone driving, um, coming back from Sousa to Mosny, and it was 
so good. <laughs> Went a little bit fast, but it was nice. Really. Oh, nice. What's, um, what's the one place you'd take friends when they come here? Monsny, for sure, because everybody thinks it's a pass. So you arrive at the Monsny and then you go down. No, they cannot imagine there is this huge lake and it's so beautiful. And I also love to bring them uh, after Leco to La Duisse. It's so wild over oh, yeah. there. When you are in Leco, in yeah. Belval, you, you follow the uh, direction, the um, source. The, the, the head of the river. The, yeah. Well, just say um, the direction the spring, of the source. Yeah, the spring yeah. of uh, Arc yeah. River in this direction. It's very wild. Um, in autumn, because in summer there is too much tourists. Too many tourists, yeah. Yeah, but in autumn it's fantastic. Yeah, really. You are alone and it's yeah, yeah. I love I love autumn and I hate autumn because it's it's the interseason. So sometimes mm. it's very quiet. A lot of shops are closed, but I love the remoteness and just being in the mountains it's, and to be by myself. It's a contrast um, <coughs> season. You have so beautiful colors, so you don't see the desert. Shorter and shorter, so it's very contrasting. So, especially this autumn. Yeah, we really had a great autumn. Beautiful colors. Good weather. Perfect, and not so cold. Yeah. Speaking of interseasons, what's uh, what's good to, about the mountains, and what's bad about living here in the mountains? What's good is when you like to be free, go everywhere you want, when you want, with alone or with somebody you want, you have the choice. It's very easy. Just get outside your house. You don't need your car. Uh, what's difficult is that, especially at this season, uh, you, everything is closed. A lot of people are on holidays yeah. and I stay here because I work. <laughs> I work all the year. It's the difference from a lot of people you have met work maybe only in season, even if they have to prepare the next season. They, are, they can prepare it from far away. Yeah. And that's the most difficult. Yes. But it's so nice. You just open your window and you see such beautiful landscape. So yeah, you forget it can be difficult. We have good office use here. Yeah. 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 So you forget that the bakery is closed for one month. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> we have to go to Lonsabor to the bakery. So far. Yeah. Three kilometers. <laughs> what's the... What's... One piece of advice someone's given you that you remember. Someone, Sorry? What's some advice that someone's given you that's, yeah, that's a great advice that's, uh, that you could share? Enjoy. Enjoy? Enjoy day Enjoy by day. What? And um, realize how lucky you are to, to be at the place you wanted to be uh, with people you loved, my family and friends, and with a job that is a passion. Yeah. So lucky, and the best advice is don't forget this. You Just are lucky. Enjoy life. And yeah, enjoy, be happy, smile, <laughs> ride. <laughs> yeah. Do you own an Opinel knife? For sure, if I had only one. How many do you have? Many, especially I have a beautiful Opinel from Igor. Yes. They are so beautiful. I think I have six or eight. I have five from Eagle. So, from Eagle, I have two beautiful one, and after I have a lot. Even in the kitchen, every day I eat with an opinion. Yeah, me too. So, um, if you had to choose another job, 
What would you choose? Cheese maker. <laughs> what I would choose? I think it would be uh, something with um, a mod. Style, uh, mod? Style, yeah, to create. To create, be to creative. Create. Yeah. yeah, to be creative. Because what I love specifically in cheese making is that you, you create with one liter of milk, you can create so many cheese. I think I would go on a job like this with um, a, a piece of wool, a piece of, of uh, tissue. Tissue, uh, um, yeah, yes, material. A piece of material you can create a clothes. Um, to, yes, to create something like that. Oh. Artistic. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, one word to describe the mountains. Energizante. Um, how would you translate? I have no idea how you translate that. Energizing. Energizing. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Tell me why the mountains are energizing. Um, it seems that from the ground there is so much energy, power coming from. That if you feel, you can feel or smell, maybe, cannot describe, you can take all this energy in you um, and be open to the world, open to the people, happy with nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good word. Yeah. Now I've got the, the hard part of the interview. There's the three questions I ask everyone. So the first one is to share a story of when you've been in the mountains for us. I think what is coming in my mind is um, drinking my coffee in front of the chalet in Alpage and looking that everything is okay with the cows. They are eating, they are quiet, making good milk for the, the production. So it's very simple, but when you stay outside your chalet just with mountain cows and a coffee, it's perfect. So you would have been, what, two or 3,000 meters high in the mountains with a small chalet? I was at 2,300, yes, for four months, about. Yeah. Wake up, wake, open the window. Yeah, wake up three, moon, full moon sometimes, so beautiful. Um, alone with your animals, they are true. Yeah, not a bad way to start the morning. Very good way, and good way also to finish the day, because you are still with them, Yeah, with your dog, and that's enough. Cool. Um, what do the how do the mountains make you feel when you're in the mountains? Free, free, completely free, uh, free from all this um, all this crazy uh, world. Yeah, free from this, and also free to choose if I want to go somewhere or not. Free, free to think. No, no limit. Yeah. Nice. That's the, for me the best. Okay. Yeah. And what do the mountains teach you about life? Or what's cheese making or mountains? What's it, what's it ta taught you about life? I need to find. Oh, you got exactly. to find the word I again. Have, I have a word that's coming really. So simple. Humble. Humble? Yeah, humble. And not forget that you're very, very small. And you are just here in, for a small time. When you see the the edge of the mountains, you are so small. So we need to respect. That's that's the feeling. Yeah. I am very small thing in front of them. 
Yeah, we get, when you're on top of the mountains, even just looking up at the mountains, it's like we feel so small. So small, um, so uh, not in danger, just small yeah. and respect. Yeah. If you do not respect, you're in danger. True. Mm. A lot of it can happen. Mm. All right, so that's good. I'm going to wrap it up here, but if people want to come to Lonsabor and come to the cooperative, and they can, uh, where can they find you? Where can they find the cooperative here? So they can find the cooperative in the middle of the village of Lonsabor, uh, behind the shop. Yeah, they can um, do a cheese they, tour here. They can do a tour of the they factory. Can, yes, they can visit uh, more in the morning because it's the time where there is the, the production, where it's more interesting, and they can also visit the cellar. They can test yeah, and taste. they can buy. Uh, they can buy cheese. <laughs> yes, also. And there's an official Bowfoot uh, Facebook page they can find and yes, follow. Yes, you can find on the page of Cooperative Laitière Haute-Maurienne-Vanoise yeah. on Facebook. Yes, and many information about the cheese and uh, what we we can do uh, around the cheese yeah. also. All right, thanks for coming to the show. Thank thanks you. Thanks, Ashley, for inviting All me. Right. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear more stories from beyond the mountains, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please leave a comment and review. It helps with people to find the show. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond the Mountains Podcast. So please like and follow the show. And remember, the mountains are more than just rock and ice, but the mountains are made up of the people who live, work, and play in them. 